Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Welcome to a slideshow with book recommendations that involve teen YA reads that focus on body positivity on bodies of all sizes. I'm Ashley. I'm a librarian with the Maricopa County Library District. First up, we have What I Like About Me. You know all those movies where teenagers have, like, the summer of their lives? This summer is probably not going to be that. Source? Well, everything that happened since yesterday. The last thing 16-year-old Maisie Martin thought she'd be doing this summer is entering a beauty pageant. Not when she spent most of her life hiding her body from everyone. Not when her dad is AWOL for Christmas and her gorgeous older sister has returned to rock Maisie's shaky confidence and her best friend starts going out with the boy she's always loved. But Maisie's got something to prove. As she writes down all the ways the summer is going to be go from bad from bad to worse for her school assignment journal, what starts as a homework torture device might just end up being an account of how Maisie didn't let anything, anyone, hold her back. Then we have Juliet Takes a Breath by Gabby Rivera. Juliet is leaving the Bronx and headed to Portland, Oregon. She's just come out of her family Next, we have Juliet Takes a Breath by Gabby Rivera. Juliet is leaving the Bronx and headed to Portland. She's just come out to her family and isn't sure if her mother will ever speak to her again. But Juliet has a plan, mm, sort of. One that is going to help her figure out this whole, quote, Puerto Rican lesbian thing. She's interning with the author of her favorite book, Harlow Brisbane, the ultimate authority on feminism, women's bodies, and other gay-sounding stuff. Will Juliet be able to figure out her life over the course of one magical summer? Is that something that's even possible? Or is she running away from all the problems that's too big to handle? With more questions than answers, Juliet takes on Portland, Harlow, and more importantly, herself. If it makes you happy. High school's finally behind her. Winnie is all set to attend college in the fall. But first, she's spending her summer days working at her granny's diner and begins spending her night Midnights with Dallas, the boy she loves to hate and hates that she likes. Winnie lives in Misty Haven, a small town where secrets are impossible to keep. Like when Winnie allegedly snaps on Dr. Skinner, which results in everyone feeling compelled to give her weight loss advice for her own good, because they care that she's, quote, too fat. Winnie dreams of inheriting the diner, but it'll go away if they can't make money and fast. Winnie has a solution. Win a televised cooking competition and make bank. But Granny doesn't want to enter, so Winnie has to find a way around her formidable grandmother. Can she come out on top? The Upside of Unrequited by Becky Albertalli 17-year-old Molly knows all about unrequited love. She's lived through it 26 times. She crushes hard and crushes often, but always in secret. Because no matter how many times her twin sister Cassie tells her to woman up, Molly can't stand the idea of rejection, so she's careful. Fat girls always have to be careful. Then, a new girl enters Cassie's orbit, and for the first time ever, Molly's cynical twin is a lovesick mess. Meanwhile, Molly's totally not dying of loneliness, except for the part where she totally is. Luckily, Cassie's new girlfriend comes with a cute hipster boy sidekick. Will is funny and flirtatious and might just be perfect crush material, maybe more than crush material. And if Molly can win him over, she'll get her first kiss and her twin back. There's only one problem. Molly's co-worker, Reed, 
He's a tall, awkward Tolkien superfan with a season pass to the run fair, and there's no way, absolutely no way Molly could fall for him, right? Here the whole time. What would you do if you had to spend the next 15 days with your lifelong crush? Philippe gets it. He's fat. Not chubby, not big-boned, fat. And he doesn't need anyone to remind him, which of course is what everyone does. That's why he's been waiting for this moment ever since the school year began. School break. Finally, he'll be able to spend some time far away from school and the classmates who tease him incessantly. His plans include catching up on his favorite TV shows, finishing his Tubi Red Pile, and watching YouTube tutorials on skills he'll never actually put into practice. But things get a little out of hand when Philippe's mom informs him that Kayo, the neighborhood kid from apartment 57, will be spending the next 15 days with them while his parents are on vacation. Philippe is distraught because A, he's had a crush on him since, well, forever. B, Philippe has a list of body images, image securities, and absolutely no idea how he's going to entertain his neighbor for two full weeks. Suddenly, the days ahead of him that once promised rest and relaxation, not to mention some epic Netflix binging, end up being a whirlwind of feelings, forcing Philippe to dive headfirst into every unresolved issue he's had with himself, and maybe, just maybe, he'll manage to win Kayo too. Here the whole time. Dumplin' by Julie Murphy. Self-proclaimed fat girl Willow Dean Dickinson, dubbed Dumplin' by her former beauty queen mom, has always been at home in her own skin. Her thoughts on having the ultimate bikini body? Put a bikini on your body. With her all-American beauty best friend Ellen by her side, things have always worked until Will takes a job at Harpy's, the local fast food joint. There, she meets private school Bo, a fo hot former jock. Will isn't surprised to find herself attracted to Bo, but she is surprised when he seems to like her back. Instead of finding new heights of self-assurance in her relationship with Bo, Will starts to doubt herself. So she sets out to take back her confidence by doing the most horrifying thing she can imagine, entering the Miss Clover City beauty pageant, along with several other unlikely candidates, to show the world that she deserves to be up there as much as any Twiggy girl does. Along the way, she'll shock the hell out of Clover City and maybe herself most of all. With starry Texas nights, red candy suckers, Dolly Parton songs, and a wildly unforgettable heroine, Dumplin' is guaranteed to steal your heart. Love is a Revolution by Renee Watson When Nala Robertson reluctantly agrees to attend an open mic night for her cousin's sister friend Amani's birthday, she finds herself falling instant in love with Ty Brown, the MC. He's perfect, except Ty is an activist and is spending the summer putting on events for the community. When Nala would rather watch movies and try out the new seasonal flavors at the local creamery. In order to impress Ty, she tells a few tiny lies to have enough in common with him. As they spend more time together sharing more of themselves, some of those lies get harder to keep up. As she falls deeper into keeping up her lies and into love, she'll learn that all the ways that love is hard and how self-love is revolutionary. In, the, in Love is a Revolution, plus-size girls are beautiful and get the attention of the hot guys. The popular girl clique is not shallow, but has strong convictions and substance. And the ultimate love story is not only about romance, but also how to show radical love to the people in your life, including yourself. Goddess in the Machine 
When Andra wakes up, she's drowning. Not only that, but she's in a hot, dirty cave. It's the year 3102, and everyone keeps calling her goddess. When she went into a chronic sleep for a trip across the galaxy, she expected to wake up a hundred years into the future, not a thousand. Worst of all, the rest of the colonists, including her family and friends, are dead. They died centuries ago for some reason. And their descendants think she's a deity. She knows she's nothing special, but she'll play along if she can figure out why she was left in Stasis and how to get back to Earth. The exiled prince, however, has other plans. Four years ago, the sleeping goddess's glass coffin appeared above the palace, and Zod devoted himself to finding it. Now he's hoping the goddess is the key to taking his rightful place on the throne if he can get her to play her part, that is. Because if his people realize she doesn't actually have the power to save their dying planet, they'll kill her. With a vicious monarch on the throne and a city tearing apart at the seams, the two of them might never be able to unlock the mystery of her fate, let alone find a way to unseat a king, especially since Zod hasn't been forthcoming with Andra. And a thousand years from home, is there any way of knowing that the Earth is a better planet than she's woken up to? I'll be the one. Sky's heard it all. Batgirls shouldn't dance, wear bright colors, shouldn't call attention to themselves, but Sky dreams of joining the glittery world of K-pop, and to do that, she's about to break all the rules that society, the media, and even her own mother have set for girls like her. She'll challenge thousands of other performers in an internationally televised competition looking for the next K-pop star, and she'll do better than anyone else. When Sky nails her audition, she's immediately swept into a world win of countless practices, shocking performances, and the drama that comes with reality TV. What she doesn't count on are the highly fatphobic beauty standards of the Korean pop entertainment industry, her sudden media fame, and scrutiny, or the sparks that fly, soon fly with her fellow competitor, Henry Cho. But Sky has her sights set on becoming the first plus-size K-pop star, and that means winning the competition without losing herself. Darius the Great is not okay. Darius doesn't think he'll ever be enough in America or in Iran. Darius speaks better Klingon than Farsi, and he knows more about the Hobbit social cues than Persian ones. He's about to take his first ever trip to Iran, and it's pretty overwhelming, especially when he's also dealing with A, clinical depression, B, a disapproving dad, and C, a chronically anemic social life. In Iran, he gets to know his alien but someone but still formidable grandfather, his loving grandmother, and the rest of his mom's family for the first time. He also meets the boy next door who changes everything. Sarab makes sure people speak English so Darius can understand what's going on. He gets Darius an Iranian national football team jersey that makes him feel like a true Persian for the first time. And he understands that sometimes best friends, they don't even have to talk. Darius has never had a true friend before, but now he's spending his days with Sarah playing soccer, eating rosewater ice cream, and sitting together for hours in the special place on a rooftop overlooking the skyline. Sarab calls him Darwish, the, orig the original Persian version of his name, and Darius has never felt more like himself than he does when he's Darwish to Sarab. When it's time to go home to America, he'll have to find a way to be Darwish on his own. There's Something About Sweetie by Sandhya Menon. I, Asher's Patel didn't know love could be so sucky. After he's dumped by his ex-girlfriend, his mojo goes AWOL. 
Even worse, his parents are annoyingly smugly confident they could find him a better match. So, in a moment of weakness, Ash challenges them to set him up. The Patels insist that Ash date an Indian-American girl under contract. Per subclause 1A, he'll be taken on this date on a, quote, fun excursion, like visiting the Hindu temples and his eccentric Jita auntie. Kill him now. How is this ever going to work? Sweetie is many things. A formidable track athlete who can outrun most people in California, a loyal friend, a shower singing champion. Oh, and she's also fat. To Sweetie's traditional parents, this detail is the kiss of death. Sweetie loves her parents, but she's so tired of being told she's lacking because she's fat. She decides it's time to kick off the Sassy Sweetie project where she'll show the world and herself what she's really made of. Oshwish and Sweetie both have something to prove, but with each date, they realize there's an unexpected magic growing between them. Can they find their true selves without losing each other? Faith, Taking Flight by Julie Murphy. Faith Herbert is a pretty regular teen. When she's not hanging out with her two best friends, Matt and Chez, she's volunteering at the local animal shelter or obsessing over the long-running teen drama, The Grove. So far, her senior year has been spent trying to sort out her feelings for her maybe crush Johnny and making plans to stay close to Grandma Lou after graduation. Of course, there's the small matter of recently discovering that she can fly. When the fictional world of the Grove crashes into Faith's reality as the show relocates to her town, she can't believe it when TV heroine Dakota Ash takes a romantic interest in her. But her fandom-fueled dreams aren't enough to distract Faith from the fact that the first animals, then people, have begun to vanish from town. Only Faith begin seems to be able to connect the dots to a new. And the last book we have is The Other F Word, an anthology edited by Angie Manfredi. Chubby, curvy, fluffy, plus-sized, thick, fat. The time has come for fat people to tell their stories. The Other F Word combines personal essays, prose, poetry, fashion tips, and art to create a relatable and attractive guide about body image and body positivity. This Y crossover anthology is meant for people of all sizes who desire to be seen and heard in a culture consumed by a narrow definition of beauty. By com combining the talents of renowned fat YA and, middle YA and middle grade authors, as well as fat influencers and creatives, the other F word offers teen readers and activists of all ages a guide for navigating our world with confidence and courage. All of these books we have physical copies of here at Maricopa County Library District, and some also have digital copies available. If there's anything else we can help you with, feel free to come into your local branch or call at 602-652-3000. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ. 